Welcome to the Film Students Review. I'm joined today by three of my friends and colleagues, Malvika, Carrie, and Amy. Hi, guys. Hi. Do you want to do a little introduction, Malvika? Do you want to say what you're studying, where you're from? Yeah, I'm studying at the University of Edinburgh. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm doing um, my Master's in Film Studies and Film and Gender. And um, yeah, I'm from Mumbai, India. Great, (laughs) cool. And Carrie? Hello, um, my name is Carrie Bowles. I am also a master's student in the film studies program at the University of Edinburgh. And I hail originally from uh, Bozeman, Montana in the United States. Great. Hi, I'm Amy. I am not a master's student of film studies. <laughs> I am, however, studying master's in film exhibition and curation, which mm-hmm. is more focused more focused on the showing of films to people mm-hmm. rather than the content of films themselves. You're our first but non-film studies first student non-film here. First non-film studies, yeah, yeah. So welcome. <laughs> yeah, but I still like talking about films, so yeah. it's all good. <laughs> and where are you from? Uh, Northern England. Okay, cool. Yeah, so we have a good variety of viewpoints, people coming from everywhere. So again, thank you for joining me. Today, we're going to be talking about Aliens, so the sequel to... Ridley Scott's Alien. So this one was made in 1986. It's directed by James Cameron. And um, as a little synopsis for those of you who have seen it, but it hasn't, it's been a while, um, it kind of is a continuation of the first Aliens, Alien, where uh, Ripley gets rescued or found by a ship, and we realize it's been 57 years since she's been like in that self-induced coma state. And um, there's a planet that They have humans on that is being threatened potentially by aliens. So she goes with this crew to find out whether or not it's actually the alien that was in the first movie. And it is. So it's lots of fun. So um, perhaps to start off, we can talk about the differences between aliens and alien. Um, Do you guys have a preference between either one? Yeah, I much prefer Alien. Yeah, not prefer not Alien. because I think Aliens is a bad film, but because, I mean, they're two completely different genres, mm-hmm. and I much prefer horror over action. Yeah, so. so you'd say, like, the second one is action? Definitely. Action? Mm-hmm. I think yeah, that's so fair to well. say. Yeah. Malvika? Yeah, yeah, so mm-hmm. I, I, think this, I think the same too. Like, I, I definitely prefer Alien over Aliens. It was just less commercialized. Mm-hmm. It was more unique. Yeah. What about you, Carrie? Do you have a preference? <laughs> I don't know that I have a preference necessarily. I like I like things about both of them. I don't gravitate to it horror as a genre, generally speaking, but I do really love the first one because of its aesthetic quality and aliens. I, I love is, the aesthetic of aliens yeah. so much. And ali- aliens is, you know, it has a lot of. It's an interesting continuation from the first one in a lot of ways, just by the fact that there's more than one. Mm-hmm. And how does this change when there's suddenly more than one? Mm-hmm. And also, just on a really ori par- ori element of it. I mean, you've got Sigourney Weaver fighting, you know, a giant, you know, alien queen in a forklift. So mm-hmm. it, I know that forklift scene <laughs> where they're like, "Oh, she can man a forklift." Like, oh, whatever. Like, I'm, yeah, I don't want to be a fifth wheel. Forklift. Yeah. She can. Yeah. Good for her. Um, one of the 
I, I liked Alien way more than Aliens as well, and one of the reasons was because of the portrayal of women that, and especially of Sigourney Weaver as as a female that I disliked a lot more in the second film. Um, what what do you guys think? Like, what did you think of Sigourney as um, a woman in it? Did they even mention her daughter that much in the first film? I don't think so. She doesn't. She doesn't have a daughter in the first film. Yeah, we yeah, don't know anything about yeah, any yeah. of their families in the first one. Mm-hmm. It's just nothing about the daughter in the mm-hmm. second one. I was very surprised to know like, just to hear she had like. It's a not family. really relevant well, in any way. It isn't. Mm-hmm. It isn't. Well, it and even well. even the child was unnecessary, except for like as a driving force for that. And yeah. The child is the reason why she goes after the alien queen, etc. Yeah. But that that entire thing could have been just cut out without the child. Like, yeah. The child was just completely unnecessary well originally they filmed like there was a whole subplot mm-hmm. with ripley finding out that her daughter died and like they really they went into it it was a whole thing and it got cut from the film and sigourney weaver was really pissed off apparently that it got mm. cut because she thought it was so important to explaining ripley's actions throughout the film yeah. so they released a special edition which is like mm-hmm. the director two three hours or like oh ridiculously gosh. long <laughs> in which they added the subplot back in I haven't watched it, so I don't know. <laughs> I have. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Did it really add anything? It's interesting. It adds um, an element to the narrative. I mean, once again, it does add a little bit, maybe more of a cushion to understanding, you know, a little bit of why Ripley, you know, you know, tends to newt the way that she does. But it's this. It's a long scene at the beginning of the film, like after she's awoken from hyperspace, mm-hmm. you know, and you know they mention, oh yes, we located your daughter. Um, she was fifty-seven years old and died from congestive heart she's failure. She's sixty-eight. Yeah, she's sixty-eight. Mm-hmm. So, so you watch the director's cut. No, they do mention that she was sixty-eight in the film, and it's just been like she's eleven years old in the film. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. yeah I totally missed that. <laughs> it's the, but yeah, it's, and so there is that. No, they didn't. They didn't the, mention that she was sixty-eight. They basically said. She said she'd been in space for 57 and she mm-hmm. said that her daughter was 11 at the time. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, and the age of death was 16. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, mm-hmm. it's, she died in all of them, but what daughter? Where? Yeah. <laughs> well, she's now, the daughter is now the protagonist of a video game, no. Alien Isolation, oh. it follows Ripley's oh. daughter. Yeah. Oh. In which she, like, chases after her mother, like, sometime during those 57 years and she finds a space station that has, like, the sibling of the alien that was on board the Nostromo, oh, and she has yeah. to fight it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you know? And if you win, like, what happens? She, she never finds a mother anyway. No. I mean, she, like, she yeah. She just killed one alien. She kills the alien, yeah. she's successful, she goes back home, I think she has... I think, actually, she has a family herself, which... No, they mentioned that she had, she left no grand. Like, maybe they retcon that in the yeah. video because like they tend to do that they just like make changes as yeah. like more and more sequels come up mm-hmm. yeah. yeah with regarding you know the depiction of i don't know that i didn't feel that you know ripley was a lesser woman in the sequel than she is in the first one i think she continues on you know as the figure that she does it's just there's dimensions you know of Obviously, the maternity fame is, you know, mm-hmm. prominent in a way that it's not in mm-hmm. Alien for obvious reasons, but it's it still ends up following along a similar trajectory. It's not out of the question how she ends up, you know, behaving in this way in the sequel. I mean, after all, in Alien, she did go out of her way to rescue the cat. Yeah. You know, so mm-hmm. she does have a heart. You know, she that was always, I think, what mm-hmm. kind of made her interesting you know, in the rise of, you know, the female action heroes that kind you know, like right around the eight the early nineteen eighties, late seventies, like 
you know, Ripley's often offered up as an example of one of like the big first major Hollywood mm-hmm. female action protagonists. And it was in the fact that, you know, she manages to do that, but she's she's not just a cold hard bitch and you can't just write her off as that. You know, she's got all these other elements of character yeah. that come through and the fact that she does get afraid and she does sometimes she's not sure what to do, but then she does it anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like I always kind of liked that little moment, you know, that tense scene where they get locked in the room by Burke with the face huggers. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and and of course it's mute so they don't know who mm-hmm. can come and rescue them. Like and he's turned off the screen. Yeah. Quiet, yeah. A little well, yeah. yeah. And a bit more like alien. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a, in some ways it's analogous you know, textually speaking, to the moment in Alien, you know, where Ash tries to kill her by forcing a rolled-up porn magazine down yeah. her throat to mm-hmm. silence her. She's also silenced by proxy mm. here because the sound is off yeah. in the room. Silenced yeah, the, and made invisible. Like be- and made mm-hmm. invisible. Yeah. A, a, um, sorry. <laughs> a philosopher, Stephen Mulhall, I was actually reading for his work. Yeah. I've read it. It's he good. wrote about how the whole series of, like, the Alien franchise is about women's voices not being heard hmm. and mm-hmm. like he points to aliens in particular is like you can see it with like the corporation not believing her when she tries to explain what happened yeah. and then this scene is a very like literal thing like no one can hear her through the yeah. glass and stuff but he also points out that the character of hicks is a man whose like purpose is to hear her and to listen to her and he mm-hmm. like follows what she does dimension of masculinity yeah like it, yeah he's pro- pro- portraying i suppose like the ultimate man this is how you should be like he's listening to the woman yeah, yeah. yeah the feminist man gets all the women they yeah just and it's the, but then of course and hicks is also played by michael bill who is kyle reese in the terminator which mm-hmm. james cameron did before yeah aliens mm-hmm. and of course interestingly enough he also spoiler alert for those who haven't seen oh ring the bell that's the spoiler alert bell <laughs> Great. <laughs> he dies in The Terminator <laughs> and is survived by Linda Hamilton, who mm-hmm. then goes on to be action powerhouse in yeah. Terminator 2. Mm-hmm. So it's, and it's also like it's she's, a... her motivation is about her son. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. And... That's, that's just what I, I dislike so much about the second Alien movie is that all of her actions seem to be about the fact that she's a mother. And so maybe it's kind of nice that they admit the fact like, I didn't catch that she was supposed to have a child. So, um, yes, that all of her actions are kind of informed by this protective care for Newt, by the fact that, yeah, she has this motherly tendency. But do all her like, actions always are inspired by the kid? Because before she gets on, before she finds Newt, she actually does agree to go on the street mm-hmm. with them. Yeah. And that's, I think that's because she's just empty inside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually, like, she has nothing to do, so she's going to kill myself. Yeah. Well, I actually, well, just to kind of suggest that, I would add on to that. It's you know, they've it's all it's also established, you know, that she's having swim, screaming nightmares, yeah. and sweating she's every night. You know, she's yeah. been traumatized by it, and so she's there's this, yeah, there's this element of it where that's why she agrees to go back is that she has to go back and you know face her fears yeah. in order to try to put it to rest. But Which I, is an interesting sort of mm-hmm. book ending to it because it end if it get, the film begins with her sleeping in hypersleep and it ends with her in hypersleep. That could have been the plot and, for the entire film, but they had to put the kid in. That's, yeah. that's why I keep saying it. I mean, at so the, I think they needed a reason for her to go back yeah. at the yeah. end. Yeah. Like, she's, yeah. the she's got to save something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so the cat's There's no cat, here, yeah. 
You can't be in the military without saving something. Yeah. And, and would it be better if she was like saving Hicks, or would that be like no. worse? Well, yeah. that, that would, I think that would be worse. <laughs> you have to ways. make it a kid. You have to make it a little white girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. Blue eyes, blonde hair. Just when she screams like "mommy" at the end, it's like, oh yeah. great, Sigourney's become a mother. Hooray! Yeah. So that was new. very like mm-hmm. it was so on the nose. It's mm-hmm. like, did you need to like we already mm-hmm. got the point you were making? Yeah. Like, yeah. This kid. Does it, like this kid had a real mother up yeah. until like a couple of weeks yeah. prior to the film, like yeah. months ago. It's a little ambiguous. Yeah, just how long she's like been how on long her has own. she survived as well? Like it, that. Yeah, it's a bit quick for the yeah. girls to just be like. <laughs> yeah, she hasn't shown any like ability to be resourceful. I'm very surprised that she made it that far. But... I would say, well, she, she, know, she knows she knows how to get around that's the true. tunnels. Yeah, that's, that's like that moment you know when Hudson Bill Paxton is coming undone. Yeah. And Ripley t- so turns to and says, "This little girl managed to survive here longer than seventeen days yeah. with no training and no weapons." Yeah, she just kind of. Yeah, it is interesting though that she survives through using the vents mm-hmm. and it, that's like as if the aliens can't get to her when the first film is entirely about the alien using yeah. the vents in to the get ship. the cube, and Pro, they do yeah. in the second one as well because. Yeah. You know, they're like, oh my gosh, they're right here. And then they're actually just like right above. There's like nine of them. Yeah. And, or did they just yeah. not um, realize that the child was there? Maybe. I, I kind of think maybe they just, they that's, had, what, that's what I interpreted yeah. it as. They, they had so many know. other yeah. posts. Yeah. They were like, <laughs> like uh, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, like yeah. I think we should end up going back in. They mostly come out at night. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Someone mentioned it now, but they were up. They were above. Mm-hmm. Them and then someone shines a light and then they're all just the light yeah just, just has this uh, yeah. view where they all just come out I was so I love that scene yeah oh. um, where they all come out of the walls but they just like <laughs> coming towards you yeah. that would look good in 3D mm-hmm. so <laughs> one of the other points that we brought up that's a lot more prevalent in this film than an alien is that like militaristic aspect that's kind of what makes it more of an action movie there's the whole plot is that they're going to go to fight the monster. It's not. It's not a commercial uh, vehicle. So, Malviki, this is a point that you wanted to bring up. What? Yeah. Um, so basically, it just feels like everyone's American and everyone is uh, mm-hmm. all pumped up to go fight, and that's just such a common thing. Mm-hmm. Like that's even in After. That's in like, a bunch of other movies. Mm-hmm. With this entire theme. Just, you know, Americans saving the world. Yeah. And, and the military is like a justification. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's also showing the military in a good light because these are just people who like to goof around and have sex. They're just like normal people. <laughs> <laughs> Soldiers, they're just like us. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, they... You could be a soldier. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you just have to be tough, but you have that good heart inside of you. But like... I, I'm not sure that's true because soldiers do commit crimes every day. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, they justify, they sort of justify this entire military intervention and this um, the colony, just even building colonies through like whatever they, the mm-hmm. positive portrayal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the implication that mm-hmm. you know the American Empire has expended into outer space. You know, mm-hmm. the, I mean, there is definitely yeah. an interesting aspect to it with that, with that as well. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and even though the, the film itself, it's like Ripley. They make a point of Ripley is you know considered ancillary at first because she is not you know a soldier. She's not one of the Marines. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, of course, she ends up knowing how to fire 
all the guns and drive the yeah. cars. Yeah. Yeah. And man that vehicle. Yeah. She manned that yeah. vehicle and all these other mm-hmm. things. But she's the hero. So yeah, she's, she's like, the hero. So the, it's, the, okay. the spectators, like, they, they mostly pandering to the American market. Mm-hmm. They need mm-hmm. the people to see that there is some kind of heroism and some kind of sacrifice in the film. So to get yeah. those ideals. It's, it's kind of like very, very Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's one of the things that's interesting though about the Alien franchise is that we're not really given an idea of who these Marines usually fight. Yeah. Like yeah, they're space are. Marines. They're like yeah. They're apparently this is what where they like this is their area of experience fighting mm-hmm. like on other planets. But I'm like, who are they fighting against? Like bugs at some point. Bugs? Do bugs. they? Mm-hmm. Is yeah, this I like? I think that's what they call the aliens. Yeah, because it's like besides humans, um, the xenomorphs, and then with all the prequels, you've also got like the engineers, but they're apparently long dead by the time mm-hmm. of like the current events of the film. So it's like that's all we know of in terms yeah, of really other mm-hmm. species. So it's like, are they yeah. fighting against humans? Is there like huge civil no, wars? Yeah, they're used to fighting bugs because the Vasquez goes like, "Is it another bug?" Yeah, that's what. I, yeah, she does say, "Is this just another like bug yeah, quest or whatever?" Yeah. But then no one believes Ripley when she mentions the aliens. So then there's that idea like, have they actually had to fight aliens before? Yeah, have they encountered another species? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Species, with the same just, kind of because it makes sense yeah. if they're like forming colonies on other planets. Maybe the mm-hmm. Marines' job is to just like clear these planets of hostile yeah. animals yeah. essentially yeah and that's that's the one like that idea of colonial conquest and when it's okay i mean that's mm-hmm. something that's prevalent in avatar ish yeah, as well yeah. but then in this one it kind of seems like the xenomorphs are also an invading species yes. so it's it's that idea that it's okay to combat someone else and like claim territory as if it's as... against someone that's yeah. also trying to claim the territory Yeah, because neither yeah, neither so the humans or the xenomorphs are native to yeah. the planet yeah. in like, question and that's the thing like ripley ends up making that as a huge point she's like it was not indigenous to the planet but it yeah. was on a ship that had crashed yeah. Yeah. that was in but was the planet <laughs> inhabited before. No. no, I think it's like just a was that it wasn't inhabited before. Because they mentioned yeah. that the humans are terraforming it, which yeah. implies mm-hmm. that it wasn't yeah. really inhabited before. Yeah, yeah. So, so technically, they, the aliens have the right there because they yeah. <laughs> technically mm-hmm. they, just, they just landed their first, they just set up their colony, they had their little eggs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, you know. Along the lines of you know, you've met Mal- Malvika with the the militaristic aspect mm-hmm. of it, I mean there is also relatedly the notion of you know corporate mal- corporations as mm-hmm. well, you know, which ties in with the militarism yeah. in this mm-hmm. interesting sort of way. And I think in a lot of ways that's you know throughout you know the fir- the Alien films or the first two mostly that sort of the underlying great threat or evil is the company mm-hmm. yeah it's because the xenomorphs obviously are dangerous and parasitic and will kill you and all of that but there's that yeah that there's that moment you know after they when in aliens when they're confronting burke and ripley looks at her and goes i honestly don't know which species is worse mm-hmm. at least they're not trying to fuck each other yeah. over for a goddamn percentage mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah and so, so it's like they're once again they're basically gigantic termites they're completely amoral you know mm-hmm. they just they're doing their thing which is to breed and carry mm-hmm. on That's and kill all of that it's like but yeah the the um 
the corporate, you know, it's like, it's the corporate wing, you know, of the company. Like, I don't know if we ever told what the company's name is. It's always yeah. just the company. It's like how <laughs> it's like yeah. they wanted it for the bioweapons. They do actually, they name the, it in Aliens, where they never named the company in Alien. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's interesting. It's like given, and it's also given a face with Burke, which I think you said earlier. Yeah. No, it's, uh, I was talking about how it does resemble the, the prison sort of military thing complex so So it's basically that the prison is a corporate in America Mm -hmm. considering that it uses slave labor or Mm -hmm. prisoner labor to get profits Mm -hmm. so yeah that has very eerie sort of resemblances with this entire corporate slash um, military industrial Mm -hmm. complex well I guess with like space exploration since it's such a prevalent theme now in movies there's there's that idea where it's like you have to get there first mm. that's kind of tied to mm. like the colonial conquest and capitalism in terms of um everything yeah. like being a competition for getting maybe the most land mass but uh we that kind of brings us to um the xenomorph topic as well like if we wanted to explore that i know you had one other point that you wanted to talk about relationships uh, in yeah. the film like love and sex yeah, yeah, that's yeah. kind of brought up and then we can talk about xenomorphs Okay. Yeah? <laughs> okay, what about the relationships in the film? Um, yeah, I was I was really... I, I thought that they'd stick to the original sort of thing and just not have any mention of uh, Ripley's relationships or just like, just, just basically the soldier sex lives. But then you see, I think one of the soldiers commented on something about Poon somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was just definitely very... Just these... More sexually charged. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and you can just tell oh, that yeah. there's some kind of... Um, mm-hmm. Or that line that Vasquez says, where he's like, oh, Vasquez, do you ever get mistaken for a guy? Yeah, She's like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, like, well, it's like, that's sort of an interesting, like, Vasquez and Drake. You know, that's mm-hmm. sort of with that. Yeah, there's some kind yeah, of tension where it's like, Where it's like, and you could take that, you know, as like, co- soldier comradely, but mm-hmm. there's also that element you could potentially take it read mm-hmm. it as another sort of yeah. way. I mean, she does desperately try to go back and save him when he's getting, when he right. dies in the nest. And they always shoot the scene with the two of them together when he's alive. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and before he gets killed, you know, in the alien nest, he's yelling, where's Vasky? Where's yeah. Vasky? I, f- I feel like in this movie, they don't go too much into relationships, but they yeah. do so enough so that you can imagine it in your yeah. head. Yeah, there's, you know? it's, yeah, it's implicit, you know, yeah. rather than explicit, which yeah. is probably just wise, like, it's but it's... It's satisfied. I don't know that I read it that way, but mm-hmm. you definitely could. It's no, yeah, especially it's between Hicks and uh, Ripley. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, that's unquestionable. Yeah, yeah, yeah but that, yeah, but there's no like love scene. There's no. Yeah. No, there physical... is, isn't. I wouldn't say it's a love scene. It's just very intimate in which yeah. you just have to hold the gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and, it's, and, and he gives they're her... just so close mm-hmm. together. It's sort of like a scene mm-hmm. with and he the gives door. But with guns. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like you could have to yeah. I could I can handle myself. Yes, mm-hmm. I definitely am aware of that. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah. And yeah. that and he gives her the tracking bracelet and he makes a point of saying, Don't worry, we're not engaged or anything. Yeah. It's, yeah. That's funny. It's yeah. And she gives the tracking bracelet to Newt. Yeah. So. Yes. So, Again, I just I just feel like because there there isn't that an alien at all, which is yeah, very refreshing. Yeah. There's like one point where there's kind of a sex joke at, made. Mm-hmm. Sorry to Yeah, no, go on. And mm-hmm. originally by in, in the script for the first film for mm-hmm. Alien, there was originally a sex scene between yeah. Ripley and Captain Dallas, but then mm-hmm. 
very wisely, they decided to cut yeah. it out because they realized that, oh, this really doesn't add anything. Yeah. And, you know, but at one point in time, apparently within the script, they had considered having a sex scene. Yeah, it was... Yeah, they, they wanted out, course, they wanted but... to put across the idea that these are people who spend a long time in space, mm-hmm. so they have sex with each other not because they're in relationships, but because they need they're in space yeah. for a long time. Yeah. So I feel like yeah, they took it out because I think it was probably just I think that was a waste. Smart, yeah. Yeah. but then that's kind of what they added back in in Aliens with like mm-hmm. the talk between the marines and stuff like that yeah and, and there is of course the reference you know it's like when they're at the breakfast table in the morning it's like oh yes we're gonna have to move on all of the colonists daughters and their virginity <laughs> right yeah Which, in yeah. a weird implicit sort of way if you mm-hmm. wanted to re- yeah yeah, yeah. Like, oh yeah we need to move on their virginity mm-hmm. and i missed that oh yeah <laughs> it's, it, which of course if you manage to catch it mean you could implicitly kind of eerily tie that in with the xenomorphs and their you know Parasitic yeah. rape reproduction yeah. methods. Mm-hmm. So it's, very predatory. Yes, yeah. and in this ironic sort of way, it sort of ties on. Oh yes. Yeah, there be. You think that you're going to be a predator? Oh no, you will be preyed upon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, okay. So that's that's a good point to move into the xenomorph, like into the monster. Are they called xenomorphs in the uh, alien? Not, not an alien. alien. Yeah. Aliens is the only film that names yeah. the Where xenomorph. The term, oh, the okay, term is they're just like the alien in every other film. Yeah, yeah. So this was a topic that Amy, you you brought forth. So the xenomorph as a sympathetic character. Yes. Can you expand yeah. on that? <laughs> sympathetic <laughs> might not be the greatest word, but like my point is, I think. For me, it was the scene where Ripley goes to retrieve Newt and she goes into the hive with all the eggs and she confronts the queen. And the queen sees that she's got a weapon, so she calls off all her drones and she's mm-hmm. like, you, well, she doesn't speak, but all the drones back <laughs> off and it's very blatant that it's she's like... she nods her head to the same thing. Yeah. She nods her head <laughs> And it's like, it's very blatant that the queen yeah, yeah. is going to let Ripley leave with Newt mm-hmm. to save her own children. And mm-hmm. then Ripley's like... Fuck this. Yeah. Burn everything. <laughs> and in that moment, I was like, Ripley, that's kind of a bitch move. Yeah. <laughs> but, hey, granted, one of the eggs was opening up yeah. and there was a face hugger that was going to jump out. So and what was she supposed to do? Yeah. <laughs> For me, like, yeah, because the, the xenomorphs, they don't really at any point show any kind of higher level function other than reproduce, propagate, mm-hmm. make sure the species survives at whatever cost. And that means... Yeah, like killing everyone else. Mm-hmm. So once again, they're giant bugs. That's what, yeah. that's what bugs do. And it's this kind of thing where... I mean, that's that's the purpose of every species in existence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just keep on making more and keep on this species of surviving. So it's like, it's hard to... In that way, it's like... They're villains because we're on the human side. Mm-hmm. But when you view the villain from their perspective, yeah. the humans are the villains. Yeah. And it's this kind of situation where it's like... When Ripley just, like, burned all the eggs even though the queen was going to let her leave, my initial reaction is, don't do that, Ripley. (laughs) But then on the other hand, it's like, there is no choice for Ripley. Like, the humans have to destroy the xenomorphs because the xenomorphs have to destroy the humans. Like, that's why they're there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's this kind of situation where... Because, like, sci-fi... It's come up in a couple of, like, movies and TV shows over the years, this kind of idea of parasitic aliens and, like, Mm. how do you deal with a species that ultimately has to destroy you and that kind of mm-hmm. thing. I just think it's a 
really interesting concept because to me sci-fi is most interesting when it's like asking these kind of questions mm-hmm. yeah sure mm-hmm. yeah. even though like aliens doesn't really ask it other than that brief moment mm-hmm. but yeah. it's it's if I were, subtextual if yeah mm-hmm. if i were an alien watching the movie i'd be so mad <laughs> 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 but yeah i i completely understand especially the part where the aliens was trying to protect her kids and mm. just alien as protective mother versus Ripley as protective mother. Mm-hmm. It's just like the alien has yeah. no kids and you Ripley just yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it's it, okay. Yeah. You know, it's sort of like, you know, oh. you know with the film you know, it's we had you know, we had to read, you know, for the film and gender course, you know, that that, you know, piece, you know, from Barbara Creed on, you know, the monstrous feminine mm-hmm. and how, you know, very up, pretty saliently, you know, you can read, you know, the alien, the xenomorphs and perhaps particularly the alien queen and aliens as examples of, you know, the quote unquote monstrous feminine mm-hmm. where it's the, where the only, you know, recourse that a female body has is to breed. Mm-hmm. And that's just sort of what is disturbing you know, also mm-hmm. about the xenomorphs and the way that they reproduce is that they put all humans into the position of raped and impregnated human mm-hmm. females, regardless of if they're men or women. Yeah. And so there's the, you know, there's abundant, you know, anxiety and, you know, fears that are prompted about birth and mm-hmm. the disturbing feelings about being pregnant and giving mm-hmm. birth. Yeah, that's another <laughs> important thing, them. like the mother as father. Mm-hmm. So it's just like Ripley has all that power after she finds Newt. Like she mm-hmm. has, she has superhuman power. Like she holds on to the thing when the the air vent is open and mm-hmm. everything's being sucked out into space. And how does the alien get away? Just by her shoe? Like what? Her shoe slips? Yeah, her shoe slips. Mm-hmm. That's it. It's like her shoe. I would think slipped. her arm would be dislocated or something yeah. first before her shoe would slip. Mm-hmm. Like, would yeah. it's, it's an impossibly strong being mm-hmm. that's just grabbing onto her leg. But um, yeah, it's just the like she gains all that power after becoming a mother. So the monstrous feminine is only kind of limited to the feminine as maternal mm-hmm. and not just the feminine as just being monstrous in itself. Mm-hmm. Like it has to have something to protect to become monstrous. In this film, I would argue at least. Yeah. yeah. And then of course there's also the interesting aspect of it's like where Ripley like obviously like Newt is not her biological child. Mm-hmm. You know, she's adopted, you know, this you know child rather than in giving birth physically herself. Mm-hmm. So there is like elements that you can kind of look at that way as well, which you know the natural the processes of nature quote unquote mm-hmm. nature it's like is the xenomorph basically just biology as destiny to mm-hmm. invert you know the you know second wave femini- feminism dictum that they always wish to fight against you know the notion that biology is not destiny yeah and it's like that's basically what the xenomorph stands for is that oh biology is destiny mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah or and I mean going back to a little bit like what I said earlier, that almost the xenomorphs, because they're also coming to these planets, like it's not their native soil, it's almost as if what's horrific is that they're like that other side of maybe humanity as well, like that they're like the darker version of us in some, or the more evil version of us. Instincts that we have Mm -hmm. because we are a part of nature. That become uncontrollable or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're like the dominating species on the planet. Well, it is, of course, in in the beginning of Alien, you know, even in Alien, when they come to the ship and they notice there's like the fossilized mm-hmm. other alien form that mm-hmm. you know they don't really know which 
you know, they look and it's, it obviously had one of them burst out of its chest mm-hmm. you put together later, but it's like, so was it transporting all these yeah. eggs somewhere and to what well, purpose? And we do actually know the answer to that. Well, it's part from of Prometheus, but yeah, uh, alien canon. But I think it's interesting. You're talking about the xenomorphs as being the other side of humanity because mm-hmm. they're colonizers. But the reason the alien, the xenomorphs, got to that planet was because the space jockey, which is the fossilized alien, um, so they're a race of creatures that they call the engineers, I think, in Prometheus. Mm-hmm. They use the aliens, the xenomorphs, as biological weapons. Oh. So that ship that crash landed on the planet was a bomber, and the eggs were in the cargo as the bombs. So, in a way, the xenomorphs are just the tool that another species are mm. using, mm-hmm. which makes them kind of more innocent than the yeah. humans. Yeah. Well, well, once again, they're, I don't know if I'd say that they're innocent. They're just kind of amoral. Yeah. They're neither mm-hmm. good nor bad. They have no morality. They mm-hmm. just act according to their nature yeah. and exactly the way that their nature is designed biologically to act. Mm-hmm. And then there is also, I mean... That, like you said, that ties in as well with like the dark mechanisms of the company and how the mm. company wants to use them for the bio weapons division, mm. uh, and mm-hmm. that's ultimately, I think, like what the villain in like Alien and Aliens is is the company. Yeah. Well, it's interesting that you bring up that aspect of Prometheus because that kind of goes onto the other topic we wanted to do, which was like the technophobic aspect of of all of these sci-fi films. Mm. So, is that is technophobia? as prevalent in Aliens, do you think, is like more recent uh, sci-fi films, perhaps? I think with the character of Bishop compared to Ash in the first film, mm-hmm. you see the shift. Mm-hmm. So Ash is very much about every human's fears of androids mm-hmm. and artificial intelligence and what that could do. Mm-hmm. What does he want to call himself as well? Like They call him something and he's like, Please call me an artificial person. Okay, right. Yeah. Yeah. Is yeah, that what like, it is? Yeah, like, oh, yeah, Burke says to Ripley, it's like she turns like, "You didn't tell me that there was an android on the ship." It's a standard protocol to have mm-hmm. a synthetic on board, and yeah. she turns yeah. and says, "I prefer the term artificial person." Yeah, yeah. So there's this yeah. sort of strain of like racism against the robot that mm-hmm. goes yeah. on through, like, like especially with the, the names and this, they call me an artificial. And just being ignored, being sidelined, it's just all of this is very eerily similar to how POC are treated. Yeah, you can you can interpret it in that way. And and then of course, I mean it's by the end of it, of course, you know, Ripley does acknowledge him as being, you know, a good person and part of the team's like, You did great, Bishop. It's like (laughs) I did. Yes. (laughs) And like that moment before he gets speared through, you know, and yeah. His yeah. Chest severed, but because they still have to have like the horror, the yeah. <laughs> the horror of the android. Mm-hmm. I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm always just wondering about why are they not concerned about the the white goo getting in their mouths? Because uh, it's happened in both movies. Like, it's so gross. Uh, it just gets in their mouths. Like, is that not <laughs> disgusting? <laughs> they just go on and nothing happens. Mm, yeah. But the other, oh, like the mo- like the xenomorph as well, also has a really weird kind of techno aspect to it. Mm-hmm. Like the metallic teeth, especially that scene that you're describing when they kill Burke. The tail really just looks like a machine or yeah. something as well. well the, that... the xenomorph is often described as being biomechanical uh, and uh, implied at certain points that it is not 100% organic because, mm-hmm. yeah, the various bloody prequels that they keep on releasing yeah. have implied that <laughs> they were maybe created rather than born as a yeah. species. Yeah. 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 So they do have this, like, I suppose, almost 
possibly an android kind of origin to them as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, with regarding, you know, like the technophobia issue, I mean, which you do see in a lot of, you know, sci-fi films from that period, I mean, yeah, I think in a lot of ways, you know, it, yeah, it's that kind of comes through, I think, more in, perhaps an alien than an aliens. I mean, yeah. it's definitely still there. I mean, it's... I think aliens is kind of like a turning point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure. Because it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of... it's. It doesn't focus a huge amount on the question of how humans are treating Bishop, but it kind of throws it in there a little bit in Mm -hmm. the way it does with other themes. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, like the films that come after, like there's so many films from the 90s and 2000s that are like really focused on the issue of like robots' rights. Mm -hmm. And like, yeah. Yeah. Well, even like Blade Runner Runner came out before, um, Blade Runner came out before Aliens did, which of course, and it's very Mm -hmm. obsessively, you know, concerned with the issue of what does or does not constitute humanity. Yeah, yeah artificial human beings that actually possibly Mm -hmm. are actually human beings as well and what the issues that pertain to that are. And of course, but even the replicants in Blade Runner are even more, you know, Heart, you can't define, you know, separate yeah. them from being humans yeah. even more than like Bishop and Ash are because it's like Bishop Ash, you know, it's like they bleed the white liquid, it's like the replicants in Blade Runner bleed blood. They're really more like clones than yes. robots. They're mm-hmm. clones, like they have their eyes glow mm-hmm. at certain moments, but that's the only way that you can basically tell from ever just looking at them that they're not human. Mm-hmm. It's very relevant now because there's this new android that's come out she's um, she's very humanoid mm-hmm. and uh, I forgot her name I think it's Sophia, Sophia. Yeah. Yeah, the one that Saudi Arabia gave yeah, citizenship, citizenship to and oh, she now has more rights than the humans do we we underestimate Saudi Arabia too much uh, anyway so yeah um what was the thing? Yeah. <laughs> Sophia, 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 the, the, the mm. android, Sophia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's becoming more of a reality. Yeah, and all the reactions, almost all of them have been just, just afraid, which is like, have you not seen these movies in yeah, the past? Yeah. You don't know what's going And she does give extremely ambiguous answers, like, you know, uh, mm-hmm. if you ask her, do you like humans? She's like, it's my job. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> She's just extremely creepy. Is she the android that they took to like a science convention yeah, yeah. and then people like started molesting her and they no, had to no, no, like no. announce please don't molest the oh, robot God. and then it raised like there was all these think pieces about like have we reached the point where you cannot molest an android yeah. like, oh my <laughs> gosh so no because yeah, it does represent disturbing. something like molesting an android does represent like yeah. a sort of latent wish to molest a woman yeah. but the well, it's like, doing I, I can't remember what it. company it was it must have been a different android but they they had to send the robot away for repairs because it was so badly damaged by people, like, touching it. That's a horror story in itself. Yeah, yeah, it was, like, it was really interesting, the articles that came out, because it's, like, we're not near the point of proper intelligence yet, but the fact that we're already asking these questions is so interesting, how close we are. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. In a, in a lot of ways, it's going to turn out that, oh, was the Terminator prescient? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah hopefully yeah. not, but you know, uh, anymore, it's like, oh dear. <laughs> well, guys, I think, unless there are any other points you guys want to add, I think that's a like very interesting, you know, hypothesizing what the future might look like in terms of androids as <laughs> living amongst us. Um, yeah, this has been great. Thank you so much. Um, I've been trying to come up with a catchphrase to say at the end <laughs> of the of the episodes. Do you guys have any that you can think of? 
put like, us please on don't the make spot me here. Yeah. <laughs> I really don't want to say like that's a rap again. <laughs> but I might have to. Maybe we should do the Looney Tunes thing like yeah, that. that's all awesome. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Oh, I love it. Yeah. Okay, that's perfect. That's great. Perfect. I love it. Well, great. Thank you guys very much. Thank, Thank you for joining you. me. Thank you. Um, yeah, it was fantastic. I think everyone should go see Alien, Aliens, and then all the other ones. And then well, give us their point of view. Maybe not the other ones. Uh, but purely aesthetic gr- ground point. Maybe. Yeah. I would yeah. say but the first two are probably are the best. It's like, mm. the other ones are interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so great. Yeah, well. Okay. Anyway. Well, thank you guys very much. And I'll see you in class, I guess. <laughs> so, good luck with your papers. Um, oh, don't. <laughs> no. All right. Well, that's all, folks. <laughs>